With the night comes a fog to blanket Greenwich Village, one that seems almost alive as it swirls through eerily deserted streets to concentrate about a certain brownstone off Washington Square. Inside, Aurora stirs, rises, and once more throws open the windows to admit her lover. He does not keep her waiting. Aurora, your name means beauty. Through me, Windrider, that beauty shall remain unchanged till the end of time. Through me, you shall have the immortality a goddess deserves. Do you wish this? Yes. Good. Come to me, woman. Yield to my dread embrace. Join your blood and life and soul to mine as with a kiss. I make you the bride of the Prince of Darkness, Dracula! Leave her alone, monster! Who dares? The child? I may be a kid, Buster, but I've helped trash nastier villains than you. I'm an X-Man, and we take care of our own. Beat a creep, or suffer the consequences. The cross! Wait, the very presence of that holy object should be an anathema to me. Yet, it has absolutely no effect. Ah, 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 ah. Little fool, you have outsmarted yourself. The cross has no power over me, such as I. If the wielder does not believe in it, you are no Christian, but a Hebrew. The speed and violence of Dracula's attack catch Kitty by surprise, so much so that she's unable to phase out of his grasp. But then, as he lunges for her throat, Huh? His hand? Hmm. It's burning. Oh, around my neck. My silver star of David. That's what stopped him. Oh, thank God I'm a Jew. Oh, Aurora, he's on the ropes. We've got our chance. Let's get out of... None may harm my lord kitten. Not even you. Do not follow. Do not try to save me. You cannot. And if you try, you will merely walk before your time through the gates of death. Forget me, child, and pray that we never meet again. Aurora! Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 107 of CBQ Legacy, that's comic book queers. I'm Evil Jeff, and I'm here with my co-host, Brett. Hello. And you just heard, because it's a spooky Halloween episode of comic book queers, basically meaning this episode is coming out when Halloween is happening, um, we decided to do something spooky. So that is um, Uncanny X-Men 159, where Storm succumbs to Dracula. Do you remember this plot? No. I don't either. I remember being like, this is dumb. This is really dumb. I, I know the cover of this book much better than I know this book. I don't think I, I think I read it a long time ago. Um, um, the I, fact that Dracula is like, you, you're not Christian. You're a Hebrew. <laughs> like, what the heck? What the fuck is going on? So weird. 
This reminds me of, um, was it Newsarama or Comic Book Resources, one of those bullshit sites, uh, saw a picture of Black Tom Cassidy from an X-Force preview, an upcoming X-Force preview, and are like, oh, has Dracula joined the X-Men? It's like, <laughs> fucking moron. Um, but yeah, this is a spooky Halloween episode, episode 107. Um, I think I'm just going to keep getting startled throughout the... Ah! Ah! Anyway... We have a lot to talk about. Um, do. So you, do you just want to just carve right into this pumpkin? Yeah. Well, I guess let's uh, let me. Are you dressing up for anything for Halloween? Oh, um, no, I have no plans. I have no plans to dress up. I have no plans to do anything. Well, let's say, I mean, isn't there like, do they have a parade? Is it like, yes, where, there's where a parade in the village. In the That's village? amazing. Yeah. So what if you were people were like, hey, come on out to the parade. If you had to last minute go, do you have like a costume on the go that you could do? Oh, that's such a good question. I, I don't feel like I do. Every uh, gay man to... can figure out a Halloween costume at the last minute. I mean, I can just go out in a harness and say I'm a vampire. <laughs> I guess. You have a harness? <laughs> no, I don't. Oh, okay. I was like, that's so... I didn't think that was your scene. <laughs> uh, I have no... What about you? Do you have a go-to or like a... Last minute costume? Um, I, I, because I used to do the groundlings, I basically have a million costumes. I have a good, and then my old, um, like, quick ones on the go that aren't, like, too time consuming. I have an easy Andy Warhol. Oh, um, fun. I've done, uh, I have a Where's Waldo. And then I have a bunch of onesies. Like like animal onesies. Oh yeah, like a unicorn oh, yeah. onesie. But oh, that's where so I handy. am going. Actually, because my boyfriend is a lot shorter than me, um, we're going as Calvin and Hobbes, and uh, he is Calvin, and he's going to have a little blonde wig, and he has the red striped shirt and the black pants, and then I have a tiger onesie. Oh, cute! So it'll be adorable. Yeah, I th- I threw out all my costume pieces, all my wigs from from the theater. Oh, when, when you I- moved. Yeah, when I moved, I, yeah. I threw, like, I had tons of wigs, and I threw them all to the trash. Yeah, it's hard for me, because I'm just like, well, I want, one day I'm going to want this long pink wig for something. <laughs> yeah, one one day I, I'm going to want to be uh, this I will gay say, porn thespian character again. <laughs> I am a ginger, and I have this wavy curly ginger long like to my back wig and it's amazing as like a crazy it's like kind of like the crazy woman at the office like oh god brenda brought in tuna for lunch you know like that girl yeah um but when i just keep my beard like i look like like a crazy like cult leader (laughs) (laughs) she just goes a cult leader yeah it's yeah that i think i could probably do that too that yeah hmm Anyway, Halloween. Ah, the gay holiday. That's the gay man's Christmas. Ah, gay Christmas. I love Mm -hmm. it. I'm so excited. Um, But what's going on in the news this Halloween? In the news? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Well, but uh, I think it's time for, um, (gasps) what are you going to pick? Hot topics. Fun. Let's just dive into some fucking X-Men already before we even get to our X-Men segment. Okay. Uh, There's been a lot of announcements of some Wave 2 books, and some of them have made me quite happy. Uh, Maybe um, Giant Size X-Men? Are you referring to that? talk about Giant Size X-Men? Yeah, it gave me a Giant Size Boner. 
I had a giant size orgasm. It was embarrassing. <laughs> I was on the subway. <laughs> Did you actually uh, you're on the subway and you're like, oh, no, I was home. I was oh, home. Okay. And I just started saying by myself with my cat. And I started yelling, what, what, what? <laughs> when I saw the announcement on Twitter. So the first giant size X-Men, it will be a series of one shots or it's a series that's going to focus on different characters per issue, all written by Hickman, but with a different artist. Mm-hmm. The first one, drawn by Russell Dodderman, I might add, is about, oh, I don't know, uh, Jean Grey and Emma Frost. Heard of them, Evil Jeff? Ah! Have you heard of them? Have is you just, heard of them? Is it a different one each each issue, or is it like this a series and then a new series? Like, is it go for a few issues? No, it'll just be the one the okay. one issue. I'm yeah, still waiting for Psylocke and Emma. Give me my diamonds and butterflies. Hey. You know well, what Hickman ruined my together. remember my short my, my my fan fiction Diamonds and Butterflies Hickman just yeah short lived fan fiction blew that out of the water <laughs> yeah you're gonna have to set everything on Krakoa now <laughs> uh, they have to rescue Storm the two of them Gene and Emma that's what that story is going yeah. to be about out in February I mean does it get any better because let me tell you something. Emma probably respects the shit out of Storm. Storm thinks Emma is trash. <laughs> what an interesting dynamic. I wonder if they'll address... Because basically Storm and Emma... I mean, that was the main things that were she betrayed her with the whole inhuman thing, which I'm still upset about. So I'm interested if... The, if Hickman is like, we are pretending none of that happened, or if he's going to try and address that and patch over it. I'm interested to see what his take's going to be. It just takes one line of dialogue. Just address it, acknowledge it, move on. Yeah. Um, I'm ex- I'm so excited for it. It's gonna end, so But I'm also excited. One of my favorite things in the... Um, House of X run was the whole idea that all Omega level mutants need to live on Krakoa and they're the biggest asset of mutants and that means there's only one that's with an enemy and that was Franklin Richards and they just released that there's going to be a four part miniseries of X-Men and uh, Fantastic Four called 4X Four X, like extra, 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 extra large. I know. And did you read the interview with the guy writing it? Uh, with Chip Zdarsky, who mm-hmm. I adore. Um, yeah, I did. Why is there something you want to call out about what he said? Well, he basically said this will. Ch- he's like the what happens in this will change the Fantastic Four and X Men for years to come. So. I think that means, Frank. I mean, Franklin clearly, and I don't know if he'll go back at the end, but Franklin's clearly, because he's already going through his gothy teen yeah, phase. Yeah, teenage. Yep. He's totally going to go live with the X-Men. Oh, he's out of here. He's going <laughs> to live with his cool cousins on their private island. Yeah, he's like, gonna I'm going to go. Like, yeah. peace out, mom and dad. I'm 16. I'm dying my hair black. I'm super emo. Because also his powers are fucked up where his powers are running out. Almost like they're running out of gas. Well, and I bet Charles Xavier is going to be like, I can help you with that. Exactly. And he's like, bye. See ya. Bye. Bye, Uncle Ben. Bye. Oh. Um. So the other thing Chip Zdarsky said was that he's having so much fun writing uh, so many X-Men 
And then the next sentence, he yeah. said, for example, Emma is everything. <laughs> Why I love that in the age of Hickman, all these beautifully talented writers are like, hey, everybody, we realize Emma Frost is the meatiest best character with the most potential, right? Yeah, yeah. She has she's, the we most We all know pathos. she's the most fun, right? Because she, she has the best one-liners, She, but she also has such a complicated, deep like her it go, she goes deep she's not just like i'm wolverine and i'm mad i'm cyclops and i'm a good boy she's got layers yeah she's layered layered and her. hilarious and yeah. witty mm-hmm. oh i can't wait because that's the thing is we haven't really had a full i mean there's i don't count teenage jean gray but a good emma frost adult jean gray since morrison I'm excited. Yeah. Remember yes. that Morrison run where, where um, well, I think it's like Beast and Emma, and then she, and then Beast is like, "Oh my God, what's that?" And she's like, "It's Jean Grey, bloody showing off." Yeah, <laughs> like when she comes to rescue them. Jean bloody showing. <laughs> yeah, after Jean uh, saves her and Logan from being uh, in the sun, being yeah. shot into the sun. It's bloody Jean, bloody showing off again. Uh, so those wait. two books, uh, 4X and Giant Size X-Men, those were two officially announced uh, Wave 2 titles, in addition to Wolverine, the Wolverine solo, which I saw panels from that, and there's a Gene moment. There's like a Gene and Logan staring into each other's eyes like, hey. We're fucking. <laughs> we're fucking. Hey, remember when we fucked last night? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, yeah. right, you, go, you go get him tiger <laughs> you'll get him tiger uh in addition to those three titles in an interview somebody dropped i forget who it was that that somebody i i'm forgetting all the names involved in the story are uh working on a book called x corp so when i think of x corp i think of Grant Morrison's everybody they were all over. They were all over the world in different offices. Like right, Warpath right, and Feral right, right, right. Were in Mumbai, and that's where they found dust. Right. Was there a separate comic? De- was that more the Uncanny X Men were dealing with that? No, it was X Corporation. So people get confused. X Corporation was Grant Morrison. It was in New X Men in his book. Um, it but was like kind of a big backdrop. But they didn't show up in the store because the storm led Uncanny was going on at the same time. They didn't extreme. show up in extreme. They didn't show up in that. Uh, they might have. They might have. I'm not sure. Oh, that's the, right. The because the uncanny thing, was like the whole Stacy X garbage thing going on. Yeah, and in that book, you had a concept that people often. I hate when people do this when they 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 consider it the same thing. You had X Core, C O R P S, which is not short for corporation. That was like some paramilitary Banshee thing, like when Banshee got a little Nazi for a bit and he had like Blob on his team and Jubilee on his team. Uh, and it was like a weird, like ultra militant Banshee doing this thing called x Corps. Mm-hmm. And then he died. I think, and then, he, yeah, I think this x Corp, whatever this is going to be, could be maybe tied to Marauders, tied to the whole economics. Hmm. I don't know. The branding. We have a brand. Uh, so that Hickman already said there's going to be a book about Moira. Yeah, that's going to be fascinating. I wonder, it's probably going to do like kind of the way Lost would be like, and here's what's happening now. And then here's what's happening in a previous life. Oh, I'd love that context. Yeah. 
And then Hickman said there's, they're doing a book about resurrections and what happens when resurrections go the wrong. The five. I think that'll be about the That could five. be the five. Yeah. And then somebody on Twitter, uh, there's like 25 different Marvel creators who all got these Kirkoan, um pint glasses, like pint glasses with the X-Men logo and Krakoa written on them, or Krakoan language. Uh, in the background of one of them, someone was drawing Mojo. Oh, yeah. Where does Mojo fit in all of this? Where's Longshot? Yeah, who knows? But I'm thinking maybe we're going to find Cardinal North and Rasputin in Mojoverse. Oh, that's an interesting way to kind of bring them back. Because it's already been established that Zorn's black hole head leads to Mo- like it's connected to Mojoverse in um, the uncanny run with a uh, uh, juggernaut being on the team and Sammy, the fish boy and all that uh, they got sucked into Zorn's juggernaut got sucked into Zorn's head and wound up in the Mojoverse. So we can, we can do it again. All right. I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for all I'm of it. I'm here that. for all of it. That's like, so my, my wallet, nobody's thinking about my wallet. I will say it seems like though it's that it seems like that's too many X books. You don't have to read them all. Read the ones you like. No, I mean just saying that's like that's right now. There's how many is there right now that's being released? Five. Now there's six. Six. six so they got like another so five like, on top of those. So that's like eleven X books. Eleven or twelve monthly coming coming out monthly. That seems oh. that seems like a lot. They're really going all in. We're doing it. And we you know what? Ideas. If you can't keep they have up. good ideas. And listen, listeners, if you can't keep up, well, then keep on listening because we got you covered. We got you. We don't, got you. Hey, look. Yeah. We got you. And that's, and you know, and you don't have to hold your breath anymore because that's right. Cue the music. <laughs> it is time for us to wait to exhale. I fucked it up. <sighs> Waiting to exhale. <sighs> shoot. 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 I mean, it's kind of pointless for me to bring this segment up since we've already been talking about the X-Men. But I think it's time that we dig in to what actually is being released. Not what's coming, but what is actually in front of our faces right now. Marauders number one. Yarr! I mean, we just heard little kid kitty. Hey, you creep. You creep Dracula. I'm a Hebrew. Like, <laughs> that is the Kitty Pride of the past. <laughs> now we're dealing with the new Kitty Pride. And I love how none of us questioned on the cover. Kitty Pride had a black eye and a broken nose. And what we all thought you- Emma did it to her. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was like, oh, she's a badass and she's been fighting. She did not get it from fighting. She no, it's, did not. It's a plot point. She got it because... She can't enter the Krakoan gateways. She can't get on the island unless the she girl, physically goes to the island. The girl who can get into anywhere can't get into Krakoa. <laughs> I mean, what it's do you so now? Good. Do, this is the thing: is it's because of her phasing powers, and not because she's really not a mutant, right? She's a mutant. I don't think they're going to do like a lot of people are saying, what was that? Um, Death of Wolverine tie in uh, with the new Avengers. And at the end, Iron Man was like, 
We found Sinister's DNA on everybody, and we looked all through the X-Men. One of the X-Men is not a mutant. The X-Men have a sleeper agent. Everyone's like, oh, my God, it's Kitty. I don't think so. I don't think so. Oh, She's a mutant. do you think... But that was that whole... Um, uh, do you think all of that's been dropped? Yeah, who cares about that? That Drop was it. with... What's, the, what's that bad woman's name again? And that whole plot... The one that was like uh, her turn yeah, Wolverine. Yeah, per- Persephone, Persephone. Persephone. I was going to say Antigone, but I knew that was wrong. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think all that's dumb. I think if you make Kitty Pride stupid. not a mutant, I will. I literally will kill somebody. Look, we've already said that Rasputin, one of the five mutant DNAs she's from, is Pride. Is Kitty Pride? So oh yeah, you- oh yeah. So it's it's she's a mutant. So, yeah, so I find it interesting that something is with her phasing powers that won't let her through and they can't figure it out. Come on, Beast. Yeah, come on, Beast. Oh, my God. The scene, though, where she smashes into the gate and breaks her nose and Nightcrawler and Storm are like, oh, my God. (laughs) It's so so Marsha Brady, like, oh, my nose. And then Storm is, like, collecting the blood. She's, like, cupping her hands. Because she's still a vampire and then she drinks it. That's right. Uh, it's just what a, like what an opening twist, and then after that we get more data pages. Yay! We get Kitty's journal where she steals a boat and sails to Krakoa. I don't understand Lockheed. why does she steal a boat? I feel like they have money. Just to get, I get know. they could give her a fucking boat. Like that it's seemed fun. weird. <laughs> well, but I know, but like think about it. she has to go to she has to go to like who she has to go to for money. Xavier, he's a little fucking weird right now. <laughs> Angel, he's like just popping out of his pod. Like, I love you know that day love? two. I'm the captain now. <laughs> I'm the captain now. Like this thing is filled with meme references, by the way. Yeah, I'm the captain now. Being one of them. Later on, we'll get the um, distracted boyfriend meme <laughs> in a panel. Uh, yeah, it's great. So she's sailing with Lockheed. Lockheed. Um, who has a seagull wing in his mouth Mm -hmm. is adorable through this whole issue. Yeah. Um, So she gets to Krakoa. Hi, Krakoa. What did I do to piss you off? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And here we get my favorite version of Iceman ever. Kind of like (laughs) Twink smiling in the background, kind of throwing shade at everything. And we have another revelation, an official, it's official now, Iceman is a bottom. I never thought I'd be, I never thought I'd be reading a comic where it's like, not only is Iceman gay, but we are going to put in a reference that says Iceman likes putting dicks up his butt. (laughs) I'd like to meet these top men. Oh, Iceman. What Uh, the fuck? This book. Uh, so there's more bits. There's She got beer and whiskey for Logan. She drinks a lot of the beer and whiskey from Logan. We get Logan's shopping list. Yeah. Uh, and then she gets a message. Kate, would you step into my office? <laughs> oh, oh, wait. Before that, I also love that it's uh, Logan has pomade. He has hair product is one of the things <laughs> on the shopping list. So great! Don't ask. <laughs> don't. Tell but me about uh, it. but then yeah, she then goes and has a psychic meeting with Emma Frost, and uh, she's basically giving her her pitch of like you need to be the Red Queen. 
Yep. You need to captain my boat. We need to we need to trade. And I love when she mentions um uh she mentions the Hellfire Trading Company. Uh and there was a reference, oh my god, I'm blanking, um, to the big mercantile mercantile like slavers. Um uh she mentions the uh there was a reference to the East India Trading Company, who were horrible slavers, um, you know, from a long time ago. Uh when in in Xavier Magneto's pitch to Emma, so that imagery is there of the Hellfire Trading Company, akin to the East India Trading Company, and they were slavers. But she puts it out there. She's like, and those sh- other shipping corporations were ruthless slavers. Our organization will be liberators. We will defy that horrific history. I love it. I love that they address that. Yeah. So like when she's like, and you're going to do this, she's like, so Aurora, Aurora said no. <laughs> <laughs> Before I can even finish my sentence. Um, <laughs> um, I still love like, do it for the outfits. <laughs> do it for the outfits. I've seen pictures. I saw a hideous photo of you in leggings and roller. Okay. Um, more bits with Lockheed having pieces of animals in his mouth. It's great. So Bobby goes to Russia through a cocoon gate because no mutants are coming through. And he's like, why aren't Russian mutants coming through? And then there's this guy with, with power dampening armor who starts, um, taking the fight to Iceman. And, and we've seen this in the preview where then he's in flip flops. So impractical. <laughs> they depower him and he's in flip flops. And he jumps back through the gate. Um, and uh, and that's where they realize, like, oh, we need to go. Uh, let's go to Russia and, and stop these guys. I also love that the bad guys are not like the bad guys. Apocalypse. The bad guys. Magneto. No, everyone's on their side. So the bad guys literally Russia. <laughs> like it's real countries that are our enemies. Yeah. Do you bad hear that, Trump? Russia is yeah. our enemy. <laughs> he didn't get oh, the boy. Anyway. I don't think he listens. Uh, what I love is that when Bobby jumps back through Kokoa through the gate, dodging bullets, he just goes, I almost just died. It's like, oh, my God, like, God. Oh, my God, I'm serious. God, I almost just died. And it was like, I didn't even take a load today. No, I'm sorry. I'm being disgusting. <laughs> like, he's he's a power bottom. Like, what is going uh, on? I'm all about it. And then we have set up for a plot that's upcoming where China or is, um or I don't know what country. Taiwan. Taiwan. Well, according oh, China. to China, they think Taiwan is part of them. But Taiwan <laughs> thinks they're their own thing. Yeah. Um, so Bishop is investigating um, a Taiwanese she a businesswoman, a politician who's making up stories um, that uh, mutants are kidnapping people, essentially. Yeah. Bishop's like, no, we ain't. And she's like, fuck you. Yeah. So it's just these different countries that are trying to stop the mutants. And then we get access to uh, the a new resurrected mutant, one of a, a guy who died a long time ago. Uh, original Pyro. Oh, I'm why do Iceman I... didn't be like, "Hey, I fucked the new Pyro." Well, I think that's where I- Iceman. I mean, he reacts. He's like, "Whoa, the accent! Wait, you're the original Pyro? I didn't have sex with you. <laughs> I don't know. You're not the one I had sex. I, I want to know if Bobby was relieved or if he was disappointed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that it was not Simon Lasker Pyro. I want to know where that relationship stands. But also, if you look at it, he looks like he wasn't fully aged to where he was when he died. He looks yeah, younger. he's very very he spry. Looks young, yeah, because mm-hmm. he was like mm-hmm. old. 
Yeah, um, he was on the older side. They looks a little de-aged, but he also was one of the first resurrected mutants. He, it turns out, and they kind of like ex- like used him almost as a, as a test or an experiment. I know, which makes it Xavier's doing some fucked up shit. I mean, like they're, yeah, I mean, yeah, they're not giving a fuck. Yeah, they don't give a fuck. Um, so Pyro, I, I, I like. So Pyro was napping on the boat essentially that Kitty took to to go to Russia. With Storm and Iceman. So you've got the four of them and Lockheed on this boat. And I already want Iceman and Pyro to fuck. Already. They go to the gate. And here's what doesn't make sense. So he shot you with power dampeners. Why do you just fly up to the same guy and let him shoot you again with the same power dampeners? (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. But they did it on purpose. Because this is like, we're going to show you how badass Kitty Pride is. That's what this is all about. This literally is Kitty Pride fighting, doing like full ninja fighting while phasing. And it's. Yeah. Remember, it's Kitty Pride was awesome. ninja trained by Wolverine. Yes. And Kitty Pride is one of the most deadly people on the planet. That's. That's been canon for decades. And it's just showing you what. It's, this was one of the best. Like, no one really shows this enough of her fighting. And and doing things like phasing the gun into the their rifle, leg, yeah. the rifle into their legs, like she's fucking hardcore. <laughs> yeah, and she I mean, just she just single handedly stops them all. And I love just because they're fucking depowered. Like it's like you can, you guys can fucking fight. Like come, are you? Were they just? They're just like hey. We're just gonna stand here. I don't. I don't think they got depowered. I did they? Iceman and Storm. Oh, Iceman did. He's in his undies. <laughs> yeah, they both did. That's why they're not doing anything. Oh, they took the bullet. Oh, okay. All right. Oh my God, Bobby. I love him. I just saw him running away with his butt out. That's so cute. Yeah. So Kitty fucks them all up, and then my new favorite couple in the Marvel universe takes over. Love at first sight. BFF. Pyro and Lockheed. Okay, but can we? Can you no prize this for me? Why? Um, he has a fire pack on his back. Why does he need someone to light ignite fire? Like Pyro, maybe it's, literally maybe has it doesn't have gas. <laughs> it doesn't have gas. Where's my no prize? <laughs> Okay, I do think it's funny that he has... Like, that jetpack is specifically there because he can't generate his own fire. <laughs> yeah. And so that yeah. is there so he can generate <laughs> fire. And then he's like, hey, yeah. can I get a light? It's like, fucker. All right, whatever. Okay, yeah, it's yeah, out of but, gas. But now Pyro and Lockheed are like... Oh, I, I do like that. Yeah, it's great. Um, and then we, and get we get the homage. These, uh, but all these Russian mutants, they all speak perfect English. Okay. Um, that's nice. Welcome to comic books. And then Kitty says, if you're a mutant and can't get to Krakoa, then the Marauders will bring you home. And if you and it's notice, done, it's, done, yeah. it's done in the style of her Professor Xavier is a jerk. Yay. But it's like, why did she decide to be called the Marauders? The Marauders are the it. people that almost murdered her in the mutant massacre. Well, Storm says, I don't love the name. Marauders. Yeah, I do love her. She's like, uh, what, 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 what is that about? Um, 
Yeah, so it is, uh, that is uh, interesting. But I do like now, so clearly Bishop is going to be, because he's dealing with these things in China, they're going to be sucked into whatever Bishop's drama is. Yeah. The coloring on this page is so unfortunate that Storm looks white. I hate it so much. Where? Um, the, when she's like close up of her side profile at the top panel on the boat. I think that's just, it's... Yeah, it's just, I mean, I, I understand they're not trying to make Storm white, but it's just, I don't know. Right. It's white. I don't like it. Um, and then the last page. I love, they're all standing there smiling and Pyro's so cute. And I love the four of them in Lockheed and I can't wait for this book and I love it. And they're sinister. The sinister and then we get more sinister effects. secrets. <laughs> um, Whispers on the wind. Um, I won't read them all. Yeah, they. but none of them are... No, it's just like stuff that's coming up in yeah. Marauders. Yeah. Um, and then Excalibur is next week. And we got a preview of it. Are you looking at the page where it lists um, the titles? Yes. Look how the first four spells X-Men, like the first letter mm-hmm. of the... I love that. Do you think that's on purpose? Do you? I don't know. I don't know either. It's Halloween. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Excalibur, I'm excited for that. The preview looks good. It looks like one of the yeah. gates goes to where Merlin and Rama are. The other world. And they and it ends with Apocalypse like we need a champion to like get through there. Yeah. So it's like Silak. Um, I, I love that Apocalypse was like my name is not Apocalypse. Call me Akokalo. <laughs> and Trinary is like, like, yeah, I can pronounce that. Yeah, it's cool. So Trinary is a thing. <laughs> Trinary is an Excalibur. She'll be in all the books. She'll uh, be. She's like Krakoan IT staff. Yeah. She's Krakoan staff, like Sage and Dougie. Oh, Dougie. That's why I think Kitty can't get through the gate. Because Doug is like, I think Doug is, is mad her. at her. Yeah, I think he's oh in love God, with her. Oh my God, if that was, if the reason was something really bitter like that. Oh, that's it's amazing. absolutely that. It's absolutely Doug. I love that. He's like, yeah, guess what? I've been back alive for a while. And did you ever come? We were best friends. Did you ever come to say hi? When I was addicted to the internet, did you come to say hi to me? When I got merged with Warlock, did you come to see how I was doing? Fuck you, you fucking bitch. Did I get a wedding invitation? For your non-wedding? No, I didn't. You can go fuck yourself. It's Doug. Bring that back. They are. Let them bump I ugly. guarantee. I I just, it's Because what if she's like, hey, if I suck your dick, will you let me through the gates? And he's like, maybe. Every maybe. time you suck my dick, you can get through once. <laughs> maybe. And, and then there's like a whole it. Me Too movement, and then the council has to get involved. Oh, it's coming. It's a new, it's a wave two book. <laughs> Oh, oh, I can't wait. Krakoa, you need to let all mutants in except that jerk kitty. Uh, that was a lot of X-Men stuff, Brett. That was. <gasps> oh. I think we need to move on. So I have a question to ask you. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. What have you read for me lately? Um, what else have you been reading, Brett? Oh, I don't know. A little book called X. Nope. <laughs> That's not right. <laughs> a little book called Strike Force by queer creator Teeny Howard. 
Um, um, I wasn't feeling lo- it. You were not loving it. So did yeah, it this better? one, this one's getting better. Yeah, this one's like okay, the team, they're a team now, um, and it's like vampire fairies in Vegas. So, what's not to love? <laughs> Sounds like me. Uh, <laughs> Sounds like years me. Next ago week when I was in Vegas, right? yeah, and um, I dressed up as a vampire fairy. Uh, um, so some fun things happen. So they have to. So last time it ended, um, the team. Because I thought it was something where they were all fake. Wasn't it like yeah, they were all so fake like, versions of themselves? I got to find this word. It's like the Vidry. Um, that they're, the monsters they, they're fighting are the Vidry. So when. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, but I'm just going to go with it. When um, Thor's mom destroyed the Black Bifrost in War of the Realms. It released these vampire fairy creatures, the Vidry, um, who they kidnap you, they like stick you in goo, and then they take over in your in your shape, in your form. Okay. So they did that to our team of heroes. That's why our team of heroes is together. They did it to... Um, so our heroes, like they, they met the, the leader of the Vidry and uh, Damien Hellstrom was hanging out with them. And they're like, we know you're not the real Hellstrom. Stab. Blade kills him. And then they're like, oh, shit. No, that was the real <laughs> that was the real Hellstrom. Because right at the moment, Satana, Damien Hellstrom's brother, calls up the team and is like, hey, could you guys come to Vegas? My brother's here and he's acting super weird. I don't think it's my brother. And they're like, oh, fuck. Anyway, it's all funny and confusing with like, you don't know if, who's the real people or blah, blah, blah. Long story short. Angela, Thor's sister, and uh, Satana, who's, you know, is a succubus, um, they just start making out. What? Were, yeah. were either of them lesbians at any point before? Angela is. Angela's, um, I think she's, you know, like just bisexual and beyond. Okay. Um, so she and Satana um, have got like a couple thing going on. And then also Wiccan is on the team and big spoilers the end of the story sees Wiccan kidnapped and replaced by a doppelganger a vampire fairy doppelganger who shows up ding dong oh hi honey you're home at Teddy's house and that's how the issue ends oh so the vampire doppelganger shows up at Teddy's house yeah shows up at Teddy's house he's like hi honey And then he's like, he's going to be like, wow, that sex was like so different. <laughs> so bit me a lot. Yeah. What was that about? What was that about? Um, they also drop that. So one time they were, I think in issue one, they were attacked by Dr. Doom and that turned out to be a vampire fairy. So they're like, so we know that this means they have Doom kidnapped somewhere, right? They're like, yeah, we know one thing at a time. This does sound bad where it's like, why does the gay guy have to keep getting turned into a fairy? <laughs> it's problematic. It is problematic. Ugh. Oh my god. So it's a good book. It's I don't fun. know. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep reading. I'll read what up. I'll reading? read up and I like I like I like her stuff. It's um, fun. It's Monica Rambeau, it's Jessica Drew. I'm yeah. Kidding. I um I actually just wasn't really feeling any of the Marvel or any of the DC stuff this week. I was like, I don't care. <gasps> Are you okay? <laughs> yeah. Like I was like, oh, maybe I should read Superman, and it's like Naomi saves the day, and I'm like, I don't, I don't care about Naomi, I don't ca- give a shit about this new character, Brian Michael Bendis. I'm over it. Anyway, and then 
okay and then there's like the whole i guess we'll talk about that later like the whole watchman stuff seems really delayed and is like messing up the whole dc universe because the of doomsday the clock stuff yeah because it's being so delayed and then it's like not matching up isn't it over is it over i thought no yeah, i thought it was but just there delayed. were no it's it's over but it took forever Anyway, I'm, like, kind of done with all of... Like, I just don't care. So I don't I'm, care about your stupid, like, what, what universe you are. And I'm, I don't care about any of that. Yeah. So I decided to go on to some independent comics. And so oh I, my read me, God. I read me a, some boom. Right now, Angel and Buffy are killing it. The new Buffy and Angel comics are so good. Oh, uh, wow. And they've just kind of... The Hellmouth has been opened by Drusilla. And uh, Angel and Buffy have, it's now like a crossover event is happening where they have to battle it together. And Drusilla basically betrays Spike to open up the Hellmouth. So he leaves her. And where does he end up? In Los Angeles. So he's now like part of the Angel team. It's awesome. So right now it's going to be like Angel, Gunn, Fred. And then I think they're about to get Wesley an angel are on one side and then in Buffy it's Buffy Willow Xander um, and Giles like the core group and Cordelia although I really loved Cordelia on the angel side so who knows if that will eventually happen I don't know but I love it it's so good read it it's like it's basically like what would this world be if it happened now you know what I mean yeah it's great they have cell phones yeah, it's really fucking good. Anyway, um, I'm here for it. I love it. I love it. And uh, did you read anything else? Or I have I have some I other did. stuff. Okay, go for you. I did. I, I wanted to read Immortal Hulk because when I went to Comic-Con, I saw Al Ewing at the Marvel Next Big Thing panel, and he was yeah. talking about Immortal Hulk number 25, it kind of being a standalone story that takes place thousands and thousands of years in the future. Uh-huh. So it's, you know, it's called the immortal Hulk because the Hulk just can't die. Uh, so it basically takes us to the end of time and everything. And, and the Hulk is now like this giant sized creature floating through space. And he's known as the world breaker. And he basically destroys, he just destroys everything like all of creation over time. He's grown and grown and smashed and smashed and there's nothing left. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a world, it's a whole universal reality without the color green. The color green has been long forbidden. Okay. Um, that they were, so it's, everything's like, and it's, there's, it's very strange. It's um, uh, just these like kind of energy beings. Like, I mean, it's, we're talking millennia, like just, I don't even know how long in the future, but there's nothing resembling a human that's for sure like the this creature that the story is about looks up and they talk about this creature seeing a face and hands for the first time and and they belong to the hulk and the hulk is like literally clotheslining planets it's incredible it is the weirdest story where he's bigger than planets a, yeah like much Okay. And he's just this destructive force that just just floats through the universe, destroying everything until there's nothing left. The final, the final, like there are these two energy beings, and they talk about like they used to be lovers, and and one energy being created this thing that's going to go back in time and and warn everybody about the Hulk, which is like an abomination. You can't do that. It's very strange. 
long story short, they send this this kind of like monstrous fly creature that has a warning inside of it, like back through time to warn people that the Hulk is going to wind up destroying all of creation. And then the person who winds up getting this, this monstrous fly creature with like a help me Obi-Wan message in it is present day leader. Like the guy with the big green head, the Hulk villain. Mm -hmm. So now the leader knows that the Hulk is destined to um, destroy all creation and become the breaker of worlds. It's a very weird story. I don't like as a standalone story. I, I thought it was excellent. Uh, it's just so, dare I say, savage. And that's so. There's that. It's just that's it. And that's it. Yeah. So I think, I think just now we have the information that the Hulk is destined to become the destroyer of everything. All right. Yeah. I well, look good doing it. Interesting. But I recommend it. I recommend this book. All right. Well, I read this other book that you need to read, Brad. It's from Vault Comics, which, you know, I have not read anything from them. But I basically just saw the cover when I was, like, kind of looking through, like, what are the new ones? And it's called Money Shot. I've heard of it. And it basically just looks like a bunch of, like, space porn stars. So I was like, "I'm what's this about? And it's basically these... It takes place in around the year 2030-something, and aliens have made contact to join. They're like, here's there's a bunch of alien races, and we've all been finding each other, and we're a federation. And they were like, and we're reaching out to you because we just found you. And then they're like, we want you to join us. But then they look, and they're like, oh, you're not all just one country? Oh, you're all at war? Oh, this is all going on? Never mind. Uh, and they basically revoke. Um, they revoke and they're like, we don't want Earth. And so they just like abandon them, but they leave the thing where you can still visit. But basically, Earth is so fucked up right now that no one even gives a shit about space travel. And all they care about is porn and memes and social media and all that shit. So these scientists realize the only way they can get funding to get these to meet and study the alien creatures is if they fuck the aliens and make porn out of it. What? So they're doing like live streams of them all just having orgies with these aliens. And then they're like, all right, and now we're going to study you. <laughs> it's kind of amazing. Oh my god, this like takes anal probing. And to it's a kind whole of sexy. Level. It's kind of sexy too. Cuz they're talking it. about like technical things, but then they're like trying to contact talk with the aliens, but then they're like turning on the live stream feed and then they're all like, "All right, I'm going to blow you, but I'm dating you. Don't worry, I'm just still going to, you know, eat her out." Like it's it's crazy. I highly recommend it because it's just very warped and strange and the art is actually really good. Do you know who writes it by any chance? I'm looking at it now. Um, Seely Beatty? Tim Seely. Okay, no, Tim Seely. Beatty, oh, and Se Isaacs, Russell, Crank. Yeah, yeah. Tim Seely and co-scriptor Sarah Beatty. Has Ugh. Tim Seely done other stuff? Grayson, Revival, Hack and Slash. And Sarah Beatty is a comedian. Oh, okay. There you go. I highly Boom. recommend it. Read Money it. Shot. It's good. All right, I'm gonna. 
It's good. You had you had me at space porn stars. <laughs> <laughs> right? <sighs> oh, God, what a life. Anyway, that's what I read. Let's get critical, critical. I want to get critical. All right, Brett. I think there's just one main thing I think we need to talk about. What's that? Watchmen. Watchmen. There's a TV show based on Watchmen. Let's there, watch it. Yeah. Um, it. I was not... I was like, ugh, all right, I guess I have to watch this for the podcast. And yeah, it's because too. of the whole doomsday thing. I was like, yeah. I don't care. And just Watchmen in general. I, it just, um, <laughs> you know, just it's it's a lot. I mean, it's it's just like, oh, Watchmen, okay, oh, I better pay attention. And Alan Moore is like, you know, basically like, I, I disavow all of this. Yeah. Um... But I'm going to tell you, this person, who who's the, it's, and it's the guy who wrote it is very questionable because it's the, isn't the guy who did like Lost and stuff like that? Yeah. Damon Lindelof. Yeah. Which I'm very like, I kind of hated how, what, what, what happened with Lost. So yeah. I'm very much like, Ugh. but the take on it is so interesting and weird and almost like, why would you even, it's all about race. And I'm kind of like, that's so fascinating to go there. And it ends up, I loved it. I loved it. I Like, same thing. Like, okay, better watch Watchmen. I do a comic book podcast. Like, with immediately the opening scene of the um the, the Tulsa riots, the, the, the yeah. Tulsa slaughter. It was incredible. I was like, whoa, what? I was not expecting this. Um, and then to have the Watchmen branding on top of a story that just felt so not Watchmen. It was, it was incredible. And I never knew about the fucking Tulsa race riots, that that yeah. was a real thing that yeah. happened. Holy fuck. Right? Oh my God. That's insane. And then you start to see this world and this is very much about police. Watchmen. Hello. But here's uh, a world where Nixon was never, uh, he was never um, uh, no. There's resigned. never a Watergate. Yeah, there's and never a Watergate. And because that, they they got rid of the constitutional amendment that you can only have two terms, and he was yep. gotten a second, a third term, and then Robert Redford became yeah, president. Yeah, Robert. They said President Redford. But he's oh the God. last president, which means he's been the president for yeah. like thirty years since then. Yeah, and that means we Vietnam is now a state. But the other interesting thing is it looks like it's a very progressive state. And it looks like it's a very diverse state. And it also looks like, like if you notice, the police force was mostly African-American. Yep. And the strange thing is, is now, but it's still, the police are being killed, but it's still African-Americans are being killed because they're mostly the police. It's this yeah. weird flip. And you're just like, I don't know. Wait, what? Because it's usually African-Americans versus the police. But this is a world where the African-Americans are the police. And because white supremacists are finding them and finding where they live and kill them, they passed a law where police have to hide and cover their faces so they can't be seen. And the white supremacists are using the Rorschach masks. As they should. That to me, like when I saw that the Rorschach mask was being used as a symbol for white supremacy, I was like, 
Thank you. This is what we were supposed to think about Rorschach. He was a piece of shit. We were not supposed to think Rorschach was cool. I, like, I'm so happy that that imagery is embraced for the close-minded racist fuck. What are they that called? The, the, the Calvary is it the way. Like, the Calvary. Yeah. It's the new KKK. Yeah. It's in, incredible. Not so. Not all the cops are African American. Don Johnson, welcome back, sir, is the the, the chief of police. And for you youngins, you know, that's uh, Dakota Johnson's dad. Thank you. Um, by the way, he's in this, and then w- he's in Knives Out coming up. Don Johnson's Knives back. Out. I am so psyched oh, I can't for wait. that. Well, I'm Don Johnson's screening. not 100% back, as we'll get to. Well, um, yeah. <laughs> um, so, in the beginning, we meet this kid with a very strategically placed mole on his face, so that then when we see Louis Gossett Jr. later on in life, we understand that this is the kid from the beginning, yeah. for who escaped the Tulsa race riots. Now, Louis Gossett Jr. is this old man in a wheelchair who is only at a cameo level in episode one, where he is seated in his wheelchair outside of our main character, Regina King. Regina, Oscar winner, Regina King. She is so good in this. She's so good, period. Her superhero outfit is so badass. She's so badass. We, oh. She says that she opened a bakery. So we, we see her going to the bakery. The baker, he's like, hey, when's this thing opening? She's like, in two months. You you get the sense that this is not a bakery. Yeah. <laughs> and she, <laughs> she goes in and changes into her superhero costume and bags her a white supremacist and takes her back to the cops for interrogation. All preemptively, like before Don Johnson makes the order, okay, the cavalry is back, go find them, go get one. She shows up in her superhero persona, um, Sister Knight? I think so. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, cool, I got one in my trunk. <laughs> yeah. And they so she- they go and and they find out where the white supremacists are hiding out, and they show up with the owl... What's yeah. that? What's his what, name? In a night owl. Night owl's uh, spaceship, or whatever that thing is. Night owl ship. They use it to chase down some white supremacists who try to escape in like an old timey prop plane. Uh, it crashes. The scene where they're fighting the white supremacists. First of all, they're hiding in a field of cows. The white supremacists break out like a Gatling gun. And they're just shooting up cows. PETA is up so angry. PETA. PETA is pissed because they are like, we're hiding behind dead cows and the dead cows are being shot into more and more burger. It's so <laughs> gross. And then, no, so that fight's like awful and bloody and two of the white supremacists escape in a plane. They're shot down when it's revealed that Don Johnson and another one of the cops are in Night Owl's fucking owl ship. Yeah. And then we cut to... Jeremy Irons as an older Ozymandias. Yes. And that's batshit insane. Yeah. Where he's got two helpers, like a butler and a maid, who are the only people around him in his mansion, and they're super weird, dare I say, probably not human? Yeah, there's something weird going on. But that's the thing is, do you think he, because he's like, oh, I'm writing a play with all of you. And I'm like, are you just off in your own little world? Are you part of the cavalry? Or... 
because he kind of wants i'm just curious of like i'm just thinking about his whole thing was he had to do this horrible event to kind of broker world peace in a way like he still had these like high lofty goals of why he was doing these horrible things so i'm just curious of like what is his what is this what is his new plan do you think he's connected to the calvary or do you think those are two separate things I, I mean, they have to be connected, right? But then I, yeah, it's like, what is he? Okay, yeah, why? I, yeah, I'm. I mean, it's all fascinating to me, and the I love Jeremy Irons. Oh, he was so good. It's very vague. He's sitting there naked, um, writing his play on a typewriter while his will. Robot, will they get Robert Redford to play the president? Oh, I would love that. That would be amazing. The other thing that was insane was when it started raining squid creatures. Yes. An alarm goes off. Regina King and her kid are, they pull over just like everyone else does. And people open up umbrellas and start running when these alarms go off. And it starts raining, raining like these slimy squid monsters. Just, which is reminiscent of what, of Ozymandias' plan in the original Watchmen was to have this interdimensional squid monster show up and start destroying shit so that humanity unites against it. Well, that's what happens in, in New York, supposedly, right? So that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is some at leftover af- effect of that, do you think? Yeah. Or is it is it real? Is it like a real interdimensional attack? Or is it the government was like, oh, shit, that squid monster shit worked. All right, we're going to do it all the time now. Yeah. We don't know. We, we don't, don't know. know. But And here's the other thing that I like. And this is the when you have good storytelling is I liked that I was like, wait, what's happening? Wait, what? It's They were showing you everything through action and not just like ham feeding you every the single thing. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't exposition heavy. You had to work for it. And I appreciate that. Yes. Yeah, it's so it's good. really good. It, it piques your curiosity to want to know more about one of the strongest things of Watchmen was that it was our reality, but it wasn't. It was skewed a little bit. Like, what if that happened? What if this happened? And it's still that world, Mm -hmm. which is, it's super interesting. And I just look back at like 1985, every Saturday night, I would watch 227. And who would have thought that Marla Gibbs' daughter, Regina King, (laughs) would end up growing up to being like my new favorite actress? (laughs) I... Uh, was flipping through channels the other night and Friday was on. Friday's one, I think Friday's probably the movie I've seen the most. Oh, that's right. She's in that too. She's like the sister, she's, right? She's Ice Cube's little sister. Oh my God. That's hilarious. She, she is the best. Um, yeah. Well, I had no, like, and so to watch it, I did the free trial of HBO now, uh-huh. <laughs> but now I don't want to cancel it. Now, now I, I think I just signed up for another streaming service. Because I want to keep watching this. It's 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 really good. They better not fuck it up. Because see, that's the thing is a lot of these people they can't stick the landing, and they end up fucking it up. I think what I love about this the most is it feels like Damon Lindelof actually got Watchmen and like sees it for what it is. Sees that you're not supposed to like these characters. Um, 
and continues that. Well, I think it was like back in the 80s, it was about the Cold War because that was the thing we were most afraid of. And here he's kind of like, well, what's the pressing thing that's that if this world, if this is the world we're in, what would be the most pressing thing? If this is a progressive society where everything is great and minorities are allowed to live freely the most thing would be like this is kind of if we put the trumpers in the minority they're gonna fight back they're gonna be the biggest thing and race will be the biggest thing i think that's fascinating and i love it and i think it's very important for today's society hello hello society hello Hello, society mirror what (laughs) um not joker Joker's not the one saying it. Okay, uh, I went to see Jojo Rabbit. Oh, you did? And I loved it. Thank you. I loved it, but there was all of these people, because it was Halloween, going to see the Joker, d- dressed up as the Joker. So there was all these straight dudes like with like a leather jacket and a topless with the Joker. All these straight dudes with makeup, like Joker makeup on. And I'm with like these girls, and, the, and my, my friend Sophia is just like, she's like, yeah, this is why I don't want, I don't like this movie. <laughs> it's like this. Like, yeah. it's the, ah. <laughs> Um, yeah, Jojo Rabbit is great, but I still did not think it was as good as Parasite, which I also saw. I have to see Parasite. You have to see Parasite. It is my favorite movie of the year. It is one of the best movies ever made. And hands down, it is amazing. It's a genre defying movie. You can't even put it. I don't even know what people are like. Is it a horror movie? Is it a comedy? It is a genre defying movie. And it is my favorite movie. You're like, yes, 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 yes. Jojo Rabbit did make me, I got, I cried. You cry through Jojo Rabbit. You really did. And you don't expect it. And those two little kids, the two, like the main character and his best friend. I want a whole movie with just those two. Oh my God. When he sees him, when he's dressed up as the robot and he's like, hi, Jojo. And they just keep hugging each other. And it's just like, they're just so sweet. And I will also say I could never not give a fuck of a shit about Scarlett Johansson. She was really good. She was really good. She was really good to the point where I'm like, I did not know you had this in you, lady. Yeah. Yeah. The scene where Jojo says he wants his father. And, and she, she that's what I'm talking about. I think she's, Ugh. I think, uh, what's his name? Ta- Taiki? How do you say his name? Taika. Taika, I think him, Scarlett, and the little kid are going to be nominated for Oscars. I hope so. I I hope that the three of them are, because they, they really deserve it. I think that movie is going to probably be, unless something else comes out, that I think that's going to sweep the Oscars. That's my prediction. Jojo? Jojo Rabbit has, like, everything that tick, it ticks all the Oscar Absolutely. boxes. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I absolutely predict it's going gonna, it's gonna to be the thing. Yeah. It's going to be the award winner. Uh, it because it, it's so good and i want him and i would love it if taika wins best director and he's like see i won best director because i make great cinema and now i'm gonna make thor martin scorsese and that's Fuck gonna yeah. be good too so suck it martin scorsese <laughs> and that's the end of that chapter that's the end of that segment <laughs> Let's end right. things real quick with just like a quick little... On a sexy note. On a sexy note. I think yeah. uh, we talked a lot. Uh, we did this with Wolverine. I, I want to go into an in-depth sexual analysis of an X-Men character. Let's, Let's end do things it. on... And, and this is our, our, our lead actress of Marauders, Kitty Pride. 
Yeah, let's talk about what sex with Kitty Pride could be like. What would it be like to have sex with Kitty Pride? And I also, I wonder, so here's the first thing of just how her powers work. If Kitty Pride wanted to, could she commit suicide by phasing her hand into her heart and then just solidifying? Or do you think yes. her body automatically just wouldn't do it? Oh, I'm sure it, her body wouldn't do it. Well, but that's the thing is she never accidentally... Like, because if you think when she's battling and she's phasing and she rephases, she's not looking down. What if there's a thing... And like her foot, you know what I mean? Her body kind yeah. of makes it so that she doesn't accidentally phase into something, you know? So I'm just curious of like, if you had sex with Kitty Pride, which is, is, is there anything of where phasing would be convenient? Oh, I guess position switching. Oh, yeah. She can just go right through you and all of a sudden she's on her stomach. Yeah. Because you know that sometimes when you're like, oh, let's flip to this position. And oh, then that's you're like, fun. Eh. And it's awkward. And like, I literally yeah. get a cramp. Yeah. Yeah. That would be she's, interesting. She's also, she's definitely, I think she gives off femtop energy. So I think, I think she's probably on the dominant side. Oh, definitely. Well, that's the one thing is we've seen, we have seen Kitty Pride have sex before. Um, where in, um, was it Whedon? Yeah, Joss Whedon's Astonishing. Uh, we see that when her and Colossus have sex, when, and I'm assuming it's when she has an orgasm, she phased through the, the bed and through the floor and fell into the first floor. Do you think that was her losing her virginity? I... <sighs> I think she's fucked before. So, well, I mean, she clearly didn't fuck Iceman. <laughs> oh, clearly. Neither did Polaris. Okay. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, Neither did Opal. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm just curious. And that's because I think she said when she goes back, she's like, oh, my God, I can't believe I phased when. And he goes, I know. And do you think it's like when my dick was in you or when I was coming? Oh, no. Or when he was oh, coming. Oh, for sure. But go ahead, Colossus, making her come. I didn't think Peter had that in him. Oh, please. His dick. Well, that's the thing is, I wonder, though, if she's phasing and he turns to steel, is that, I wonder, I wonder if she can, can she phase just a part of herself? Yeah, she's done that. Like, there was a great Excalibur panel where she was fixing a computer and she was like sitting crisscross applesauce on the floor, but she was like soldering but she was like sitting, like she was phasing, but her hands were solid and she was soldering okay, while now she was phased this is, through. Yeah. This is disgusting. But what if she phases, like Colossus's dick when it turns into steel probably gets huge. Can she phase like her cervix so that his dick could go in further? Oh, maybe. Is that too much? See, here's the thing. I don't think Petey is packing. Oh, does he have like a chode? I think so. Like a short fatty? Yeah. All right. That's my theory. Okay. I mean, Colossus aren't co compensating much. <laughs> so I think Sex with Kitty is fun. I think it's surprising in that she's like, oh, you're in this position. Oh, my thing's going through, not just in. Oh. Um, I think she's aggressive. I think she's high energy. 
Can you imagine, though, if she's, like, giving you a hand job and then she's, like, jerking off, but then it phases through during an end stroke? Like, that would probably be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, I wonder if phasing tingles. Ooh. Like, if she phases through. <gasps> yeah. The weirdest part about having sex with Kitty is looking up and seeing Lockheed sitting at the corner of the bed oh, staring yeah. at you. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, a, like a dog. And he probably has his head Like tilted. a cat. Like, like a cat. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Judging you. Or he's just like beating off too. Oh, come on. <laughs> what? He's sent? Like, he's not like a dog. He's like sentient. Like, he can talk. Oh, yeah. Remember, he was like, it turned out he was a spy the whole time. Yeah, that's right. And he was like, said to Pete Wisdom, I hate you. What? (laughs) Oh, yeah, he's a spy and he's actually very. Oh, she fucked Pete Wisdom. She fucked Pete Wisdom. Oh, she fucked Pete Wisdom when she was underage. Yeah. He totally. Pete Wisdom. Yeah. I bet. Well, she wasn't underage because they specifically had to rewrite in that she had was 18. Yeah. Because they were like, wait a minute. And the guy writing and being like, oh, she's 15? Shit, I didn't know that. <laughs> Ooh. Anyway, Kitty Pride, I say thumbs up. I think it's I a, say I thumbs up. A good sexual experience. You go, Kitty. Go home with her. You go, Kate. Go, she mentioned being Ileana's backpack. I was like, oh, is that what we're calling it? What does that mean? Oh, she... oh is that her way of getting into Krakoa? Yeah, she's like, I'm sick of being Ileana's backpack. Yeah. I was like, oh, sounds hot. <laughs> she mounts Ileana. She, you know she wants to. I'm sure they've scissored. <laughs> Nobody does that. It's a euphemism for lesbian sex. Yeah, yes, yes. She's like, scissor me timbers. They've, what, are they, what do you want me to say, munched carpet? Muff dived? Yeah, yeah I prefer munched carpet. It's, yeah. Clam digged? Clamp? No, stop. I like scissors better. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. There you go, everyone. That was Happy episode. Halloween. <laughs> Happy Halla fucking up. Ah! Oh Happy Halloween. Um, Evil Jeff, have so much fun dressed up as Calvin and Hobbes. I will. This Halloween weekend. Um, who knows what I'll throw together. Um, maybe I'll just be guy with pencil tape to his head. Sorry, I'm looking at a pencil and some tape right <laughs> Do it. I once oh, dressed God. as an annoying temp, and I, it was me with, like, a, t- a pencil stabbed into my forehead and, like, dressed in kind of just office clothes. <laughs> um, wasn't there an Alicia Silverstone movie called The Temp, or was that not Alicia Silverstone? That was, um, oh, it's a horror movie, right? Yeah. I feel like, wasn't it? I think it was Laura Flynn Boyle. Yes, it was Laura yeah, Flynn Boyle. Yeah. Maybe I'm going to watch that for Halloween. Yeah. Office Killer. Office Killer. With uh, Candy, what's his name? Or Carol Kane and Gene Triplehorn horror movie. Yes. Uh, yeah. Watch a horror movie and read watch Money Shot. white collar horror. Read Money Shot. Read Immortal Hulk 25. Read Marauders. Read Marauders. And... And thank you so it. much for listening and subscribe yeah, thank you all right subscribe that's right subscribe tell your friends to subscribe um read marauders and, and if you do i hate to break it to you but that makes you queer, queer.
Bye. Bye. Bye.